Welcome back to Laugh, Wind and Perspire. This week, my co-host, the fabulous Kazaruni, and myself are going to be talking about are you afraid of dying and do you think there is life after death? It's a oh big my God. subject, Kaz, isn't it? Because some people are thinking midlife are like, ah, oh, it's all right, I've reached 50 now, you know, let's just go for it, hell for leather. Yeah. And I think other people start menopause, have health anxiety and really start to fear things that they haven't feared, feared before, like death. And I think with menopause, is our because our body can start, out, no, not because, our body starts changing. So there are certain aches and pains that might be highlighted even more than they were when we weren't through the menopause. And then it's like, okay, so do I just let that take over or do I do something about it? Because I think my theory's always been, I don't mind getting old at all. Don't mind it. But I want to be <clears throat> as well as I possibly can be. Does that make sense, Names? You know, honest to God, that makes sense probably in the last six to eight months of my life because I see it a lot more. Um, yeah. And people say, you know, it's not, and I, and I am getting my head around this. It's actually about being a healthier, healthier, stronger version of you. And I hear women like yourself say, I want to reach 80, 90 and be able to get up those stairs to yeah. lift my shopping bags. And I've never really thought of that because I think I've never really had ailments like that. I just assume that I'm going to be able to do that. But obviously I'm not because so many women are talking about it. <laughs> well, strength. You know, I know strength is you know and it's but it's also it's about you know with alcohol and the food you're choosing and the movement and everything but also for your mental health because as we know names menopause can really affect our bloody brains can't it I mean we're not just talking brain fog we're talking about emotions yeah. and feeling down anxiety and depression yeah yeah so do I have a fear of dying? No, I have more of a fear of my body disabling me. I have the biggest fear of that. I've always had names. Maybe to do with the job I've done and I've seen people's lives or bodies become disabled through their lifestyle. And I'm not just talking about obesity, but I'm talking about alcoholism or <clears throat> smoking um illness caused from the things that they're doing so I had this biggest fear so when I went through cancer shit I want uh, my thing is I want to be as fit as I possibly can and if I get something really bad I can be strong enough to fight it and I don't mean I can fight cancer on my own it's, it's not possible but, but as your in, body is in a good place yes yeah for recovery needs you know and I so that's for me I'm not I don't, I'm not scared of dying. I don't want to leave anyone. I'm more, it's like when I went through cancer, I was more upset for the other people watching me go through cancer. And exactly. Because I, you know what I mean, Ines, don't you? You just look at their faces and you're like, fucking hell. You I know, know what they're thinking. I used to say that about my dad. So many people would cry and send me messages about my dad had Alzheimer's and I documented it. Because I was living it, <laughs> You're living every moment, so it's not as sad. It's a bit like when you watch a sad film, 
yeah. you know, where somebody is, is living their best life and then they're transitioning and then they get a bad illness and they die at the end. You're seeing that in an hour and a half. And oh, my God, it kills you. You, you know, so as much as my dad having Alzheimer's and passing away was, oh, my God, so, so upsetting in that situation. I'd be honest with you. And I know he's looking down at me and would go, thank you, girl. I wished him to pass away. Yeah. Because he didn't want to be here anymore. He always no. said to me, the day I can't wipe my own bum, be done with me. And trust me, he meant it. So I think there is maybe an element of when you get even older, maybe mm. you think, I don't I don't care. When, when I was younger, probably, probably from the age of about, I don't know. Well, actually, I've always feared death. I can remember saying to my dad, dad, if you ever have to go to war, just always make sure that you take tomato sauce and you carry it on you and you play dead and you pour it all over you. And I really oh meant that. I had a real fear of him going off to war and dying. So I always used to say to him, the minute you get there, you play dead. So it, did yeah, he ever I, go off to means did he ever go off to war? No, thankfully not. No, because you know, he sort of missed that. Jet was born in sort of yeah. the end of World War II and then sort of missed it. But no, thankfully. And then but, I can remember going off to Butlins and I can remember writing my mum and dad letters about if I died, because I just remember thinking. I, I want to tell them everything I feel and and I think and what if they're left and I've never unsaid these things. My my boyfriend at the time, who now lives in Australia, has still got those letters because when he he knew my dad really well and he said, "Look, is now a good time to give you that letter, you know, that you wrote to your dad all those years ago." And I was probably I must have been about twenty one, twenty two, maybe. So he's still oh, got those names. letters, but yeah, I, I when I was younger, I really feared death, and then I think, yeah, but do you no, Nancy? Do you fear you didn't fear your own death? I'm so with you. I feared my mum dying. I oh used to say God. to my, I, I used to say to my mum, if you die, I'm never going to talk to you again. I said you've got to look after. I was so frightened of losing her, so frightened. No, but I suppose writing Did those you ever... letters was a fear of me dying because I was worried that I would never get to say the things that okay. I wanted to say. So. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I think death in general, I had a massive fear of. Then I had my daughter and the fear that I had of my mum died, don't get me wrong, I'm still, I still am fearful yeah. of that. But I, it kind of moves a bit, it transitions over to... The your, worry of your yeah, child. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose because Freya's 16 and my mum is 77, you tend to look at that, don't you? You think, well, you know, you've had a bit of a life. And dare I say it, when I hit 50... I honestly thought to myself, somewhere in here, I thought to myself, do you know what? I've done half my life now. I'm all right. I'm all right about this. I don't fear dying as much as I once did. Do you think Freya is as fearful of you dying as you were of losing your parents? Do you know, like, does she have that worry? I think she think? was. But death was something that was never really spoken about in our house I, I remember I didn't go to any funerals you know um my my I remember my mum taking the call to say that her mother had passed away and I remember my mum coming back and I was going are you okay and she just carried on washing up she went yeah yeah I'm fine you know um you know nanny's just passed away I think because it was something that wasn't spoken about yeah and I I 
but I feel uncomfortable with death. So when I go to somebody's funeral, I laugh. Sob. No, I sob uncontrollably. It's actually embarrassing. It's like, okay, you didn't really know this person. I am grieving for the person I believe that is left behind. I really do think yeah, I'm that emotion is in there inside me. I, it it yeah. really, I don't know. It really hurts me, I think. It's, it's, I went to a funeral last week from a lovely guy I used to work with. Um, and it's really sad. He was only 62 and he'd been with his wife since they were 17. They never argued, even though his wife said um, in the eulogy, she said, I'll try so bloody hard to argue with him, but he never would. One of the kindest, nicest men I've ever met. Six foot five, gentle giant. And it's, so tragic that he's gone but he it's the people they leave behind so that's for me that's what I I worry about me dying about like if my as in far as how as far as my sister how's she gonna be and my goddaughters and I, I, I can't I don't I don't fear dying I fear the people I hate other people dying obviously but I fear them like the fear of my mum dying and I used to try and prepare myself my mum knew I used to I have I remember like right mum when you die this is what I'm gonna feel so you know I really love you and you've been the best mum ever and this is gonna happen I'm gonna have this we're gonna do this and then when she did die oh my god I would know what you cannot prepare yourself and also it's that person above you isn't it names it's that like I've actually one of my close mates his, he lost his mum yesterday but it, that was a blessing in disguise. She had dementia names like your dad. And, you know, it, it was horrible. But he was he phoned me and he was just so relieved. But then it's like, he's 60. And then he's like, well, who's above me now? That's like, or, you know, traditionally, I'm the next person to go if you call yeah. death. Do you know what I mean? It's that fear, isn't it? Of like Totally. And I, see, this is why I think... And I have spoken to it, but Freya went through a little phase of me dying, you know, and, and I was really open and really honest with her and just sort of said, look, death it is a thing. It is the only thing that we are all certain of, right? Yeah. And I really feel in some way <clears throat> it needs to be brought into schooling. I don't oh my know God, yeah. what that looks like, but it's something that pretty much I'd say at some stage in your life, 75 to 80 percent of the population fear yeah somebody dying or you don't it's probably a higher statistic than that and i think it's something that needs to be covered we need to understand that life is a circle of life and actually life does go on and it's like you were saying about your sister you fear for your sister you're very close but life goes on kaz because it has to i know and so from, and from that means do you think there is somewhere else that we go or do you think we just go and that's it I think I believe there is somewhere else that we go because I, you, I want to believe that I want do to believe you, that. do you think when you go when you die you'll see your dad again I'd like to think so. And I think I do think that I think there is an element of, you know, if I am on my deathbed and something happens and you see that white light, I'd like to think that him and my uncle Mickey and, you know, all the people that I knew in my past life would would come 
to greet me. And I only think that because you've heard of people that have died and come back to life and they're yeah. the kind of images that they have seen. Now, maybe that's because your body is is sort of going into that comatose state that, I don't know, maybe your subconscious knows that you're dying and that's what you see. I have mm -hmm. no idea. But I would, do you know what I think? I think this a lot. I think if my dad is there looking down, I'd hate to think that I'd get there, meet him and him go, jeez, Nina, for <laughs> feathers. And you were still doubting it. You were still going, oh my God. Because for anyone that follows me on Red's Big Pants, like the amount of white feathers I see, and trust me, I do not put them all on because that's all my bloody feed and stories would be. Yeah. I see them all the time. And yeah. when he was on his deathbed, I said to him, Dad, all I ask is that you send me a sign, you send me white feathers. And from the day he from the day he died, it was it's been it's ridiculous. But white feathers. oh my God, so comforting. So do I believe? I do because I want to believe. I don't I don't want to believe that's the end. I want to know that I'm gonna see these people again. Yeah. And, and I say to Freya, you know, it's a real I said to her, you know, after you've had your kids, you are the last generation that is gonna know my dad. And that's the kind of thing that I think that, that makes yeah. me go, whoa, like whoa. he was a real, a real huge part of my life. But that'll be gone soon. No <laughs> one will ever know him. And I, you know, and it's things like, let's take, I don't know, George Michael. Why was I <sighs> here whilst George Michael was amazing? You know, I could have been born a hundred years later or a hundred years before, and he wouldn't have crossed my path. Why, yeah. why are we all here? Why has that, why Happens. are we part of in this life together? I find <laughs> that blows my mind. And I really hope if there is life after, I will know why. Yeah, so do you think things happen for a reason? I do, yeah. I think things happen for a reason. Um, you know, they always, uh, that saying when they say, why is it they take the good ones? It's like, like, I hate, do you know, two weeks after my mother died, I used, to, I used to work in a gym at that time. And one of the girls there, she was quite religious. I'm not religious, even though I was brought up in a Catholic upbringing. I'm just, I, I don't believe, but like you, Nains, I'd love to think there is something out there. And she said to me, she goes, do you know what, Kaz? I really wish you could believe in God because it'd make things so much easier. And I said, I just turned, I was at this time, this is two weeks, and I was in such a state. I just went, do you know what? I said, if there was a fucking God, he wouldn't have taken my mum. I said, why would you? Because she, she said she's gone to a better place. I went, how can I be a better place? She never saw my mum, my sister get married. She never met her nephews. She never, do you know what I mean? I just get that. I don't understand it, and I get angry but with we've that. We've all got to die, babe, at some point. We have all got to die. And I know. That's I'm not dying. so grim. <laughs> I know. But, you know, and, and also my relations are Jehovah Witnesses. So, you know, when my dad passed away, obviously my mum and dad were married. It's on my mum's side. You know, I had a lot of messages saying, you know, about believing in the faith, etc. And listen, that is absolutely fine. It's not for me because yeah. I love Christmas. And I know that sounds really selfish. And birthday. And I love presents. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, but, you know, a lot of things that they said are comforting. And, and 
I just, they believe in an absolute better place. You know, when my granddad passed away, he was not bothered because he was going to be with Nanny Peggy again. And genuinely, he was quite happy to go. And what a lovely feeling. What, what a, lovely a lovely feeling. feeling. And I always think as well, you know, I do think there is something in believing in a God, believing in whatever you believe in, because yeah. I do think some kind of faith will probably help you through in dark times like that, in difficult times like that. So listen, if you want to pray to a bloody walnut, you know, I know that sounds so bizarre, but if if, if that gives you something. <laughs> that, yeah, absolutely. If you've got faith in something and it gives you life and it makes you happy. Do it. What anyone thinks. As long as Seriously. it doesn't hurt anyone else or harm yes. anyone else. But if it if it makes you feel, like you said, comforted by yes. it, I yeah. think, means, isn't it? 100%. It's 100%. funny because... My mum, when my mum died, means about eight weeks later, I went away and I go to this place in Spain. I remember running and I ran up to this lovely little church in this little village and I went in and it was open. I just thought I'll go in. I was really upset. I was also with a narcissist, but and that's another story for another podcast. And I, um, went in and it was just a gorgeous little church in this village and I just sat there and I just had my head in my hands I was sobbing in this church I just remember this hand came on and just put it on my back and just sort of rubbed my back and then I just I didn't even look up didn't know who it was I turned around and they weren't there and I was like was that the priest who came in or was it a stranger or was it just my mum saying you're all right, honey, it's fine. And actually, yeah. even now, me, that makes me want to cry. Yeah. But it was just like, and I'm not religious, but I have this feeling that when you go in a, a Catholic church, for me, because I've brought up in Catholic churches, there's like a, it's like a hug. Do you know what I mean? I don't agree with their ethos particularly, yeah. but I do like something about going feel, in a church. It's yeah. like and somewhere where you feel safe, where you can just cry and nobody's going to like go, well, you're a weirdo. Do you know what I mean? It was just, it was, it was a moment. And, and, and you just... know what? That's lovely if it makes you feel that way. And if that's what you need in that moment, absolutely. And how lovely that you felt that. It doesn't matter who it was. You know, could it have been someone from the other side? Could it have been the priest? Who knows? But in that moment, look at you're talking about that now. And it, yeah. it comes to you. Yeah, 17 that, years ago that is. And you think, oh my God, I still remember that. Do you believe there is life after death? Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd love to, names. I'd love to know. I'd love to. But I have had um, a tarot. I've had uh, seen a spiritual, what they call tarot read. What are they yeah. called? Psychic. Whatever that is. Psychic, yeah. That was freaky because I'm not into that at all. But my sister went and the thing she said about my sister... Um, one of the things was um, your mum sees, uh, loves your, um, the two, her two sons share a room and when they were little and she said, oh, your mum loves seeing the boys. Um, she says, especially the little one and the cheeky one. She said, oh, she's never seen the boys. And she goes, no, she has. She sees them. She sees them. And my eldest nephew used to say to my sister, mum, there's somebody in the bedroom. But then, so whether that's a true thing. I couldn't go. This was too soon for me after my mama died. And then I went about two years later and the thing she said, unbelievable. Yeah, about, and I know and, you can't, you're one of those, you know, don't bullshit a bullshitter. So if you're yeah. thinking like that, then 
I was like, whoa. But do you know what? It gave me, there was a thing about um, my dad and stuff. And mum just said, look, just, it's fine. I'm, 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 I'm all right with that now. And it made me feel, okay, I'll, 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 I'll be all right with it as well now, mum, as well. And the fact that she said she could see a Victoria's sponge cake and my mum was a cake baker and my, my favourite cake ever is a Victoria sponge cake. So mum always used to make me that. I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? Yeah, you know out that? of everything. And you know what? Even if it is guesswork. It Even if it is freaking guesswork. Yeah. It was a really nice comfort. I don't believe that's guesswork. I believe there is something. I used to live in a place that was definitely haunted. I knew people that lived there before me. I went in to stay there. I wasn't in the main haunted room. 100% something happened one night. 110%. Definitely felt a presence. Couldn't really move. Um, so I do believe there is something. Just don't know what it is. Just don't know what it is. No. I th I my thing is... All the time I have a general anesthetic, all the times I've had a general anesthetic, you know, and they go count backwards or whatever, da, 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 and you go under, you go, I love that feeling just before you're going to go under. For anybody who has never had one, it's fucking amazing. I think that's how you die. And then you wake up and then obviously we wake up and we're like, oh, shit, what's just happened? Oh, you've taken my womb out. Oh, you've taken my tits off. But we wake up and we go, I imagine that's, just you just go because you never remember anything do you when you wake up you could have been asleep for one second or I 10 know. hours I know I mean it's unbelievable what happens it is crazy isn't it and I wonder if you know again my dad said to me take me to Switzerland do whatever you know where they give that injection and that's kind of how it happens I think yeah I think it is excuse oh, me bless you. thank you yeah so I you know is it I do think though as we get older health anxiety can rear its ugly head. And I mm -hmm. think that's a really hard one to get through. Our heads round. <laughs> yeah, and over, because like you say, you start to get these aches, these pains in your joints. And instead of thinking, oh, it's all right, I've just pulled a muscle. Some people are like, shit, is that the start of cancer? Yeah, yeah. Can you and imagine if you've had cancer names? Everything. I had terrible, you know, I had a terrible migraine. I told you, yeah last week it, oh man alive it was horrific and um friday morning i thought saturday morning i was like I had my head over a, the toilet trying to be sick because it's making me feel sick it was awful and then i'm thinking okay is this a migraine or is this a brain tumor yeah yeah do you know what i mean and, I, and even when you haven't had cancer you i you used to be a bit like oh fucking hell what is that oh no is there an element of having cancer, Kaz, when you're going through it, so cast your mind back mm -hmm. to when you were going through it, all that thinks, do you know what? I'm going to live my life to the fullest. Oh, yeah. But I've always had that. Do you? Okay, yeah, you have. But I have always had it. But the difference is um, I do it now. So, like, oh, I'm gonna, I am definitely going to go and climb Kilimanjaro. That's, all, that's on my bucket list. I'm going to go to... All these challenges. I wanted to go to my girl, one of my best mates is Colombian. And I wanted to go to Colombia for years with her. So we went to Colombia. I went the two two years after I had cancer. It's like, no, come on, let's just fucking do it. I want to go to Coachella Festival. And so let's go and do it. Do you know what I mean? You just, obviously you have to save up. And it's like, whereas before you, things take priorities, you can't take things with you. I love, I love that, that whole thing that you have just said. 
you're right. You can't take things with you, but you're making it happen in the moment. And I yeah. think a lot of women stop. They stop yeah. living. They stop having goals. They stop having dreams. Yeah. Why? Why do they stop? Don't stop, I, ladies. Don't stop. And I think it's like, I do think you think, oh, well, I'm, like, I'm 55. I'm 55 now. So what's the point? And it's like, fuck off. I want to be like going clubbing. Well, actually, uh, talking of clubbing, Annie Mack, you know, the amazing DJ, she's doing a before midnight DJ set. So you go out at seven and then you finish at 11.30. Oh, like, my kind of me. night. Where is she doing that? Well, she's just, I missed it. It was in Brighton. There's one in Brighton. She's going to, I mean, I'm, I saw the clips on her Instagram. I was like, oh, my God. So I want to go clubbing, but maybe not as late as like five in the morning. Oh, I still, no. I think it's an element of tiredness names as well. In our menopausal, us menopausal, it's just, you're exhausted. And that is, you know, the lack of estrogen. So it's the energy. Our physical energy goes and you're like, oh, and sometimes you're like, oh, we're going out at eight. Can I at eight? Can we go out and at three and come home at eight? Do you know what? When I went to Glasgow last week, if none of you have had a day out, I say a day out in Glasgow. Glasgow. The best ever. And live entertainment starts at two in the afternoon. And honestly, you're absolutely flattered by six. And then you could be home for Strictly. <laughs> Oh, perfect kebab on the way home and you just don't get over anything but do you know what means we do that my group of friends here in brighton we go out about two um and we we and then we might have a late lunch yeah we'll have a few beers or then we'll have dinner at five or six home at eight or nine when we go out on big groups you know like a christmas get together we're all of that age where we love it yeah you know yeah but still don't stop it's like travel as well if you can travel jesus my my goddaughter's going off to uh australia in january and i lived there for a couple of years when i was 19 20 and i'm babes i said just go and have just the best time you can't take like you know i love lovely things but they don't i, I, I don't care if i've got it yeah. or i haven't i what take, i love take memories people memories. Yeah, you can't take, take you can't take your nice picture or your television in the fucking grave with you, can you? So just go and have a bloody good. Just go and take make those memories with the people you love as well. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And and do you know what? I just want to finish on this note as well. I think when we were younger, we would hear of our grandparents dying in their sixties and seventies. People allow living eighty, ninety, a hundred. You know, and I've seen that firsthand in the care home. So fifty is pretty much. Midlife. Middle age. You've only done half. And yet, like yeah. Cass says, if you're strong and you're healthy, you could still be clubbing in your 90s. I know. And also, Nings, what I will say is I don't really care what age I die. I want to, I'd like to be healthy and die at an older age because I've got lots more I want to do. But I want to die happy. I want to die. I want my family and my mates to go, do you know what? Cass, she had a bloody good life. Cass is life oh she did this she did that and she was still doing this and that that's what I want my mum yeah. died unhappy and that for me is the saddest thing ever how she died awful but she died unhappy I know I'm not going to die I know and you you talk about that a lot and you don't want to do that do you you don't but you won't that. either no I don't I don't think I will darling if I'm honest I don't think I will I am of that kind of disposition I suppose of glass 
half empty as opposed to coffin half full. Absolutely, love. And on yeah. that note, just on go and note, live your life, guys, absolutely. as much as you can. Live your best life. As my dad always said, it is not a dress rehearsal. You get one crack. Get out there. That's it. Live it. Please try and not fear death. There are so many groups out there and, you know, that you can join. And there's also, you know, things on um, YouTube, etc., and Instagram people you can follow to help you overcome that fear. And also if you and loneliness means just quickly, loneliness is a real um, in older people. Um, but there is a thing called the befriending scheme where you so you can get a phone call from somebody or you can go and meet up with somebody and they can come and get you and take you out for coffee or and get in touch with your local council as well because you'll be surprised how many clubs there are out there absolutely so many anyway thank you as always for listening to us too we really hope it resonates and helps some of you it definitely helps me these are like therapy sessions with you mate. i love these sessions so do i I. but as always please subscribe just here kaz where we going today just here just here and we are available on all good podcast sites, aren't we? We are. Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Things. Audible. Audible? Audible. You Audible. know what I'm saying. Audible. Audible. Give, Give love, Winter Perspire, Google. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. See you next time.